You're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I'm Josh Barker, and this is The Policy Corner. Today, we're going to take a look at two pieces of legislation, the End the Congressional Revolving Door Act, which is H.R. 417, and Senate Bill 21 being considered in Lansing. Both were introduced in January and referred to their respective committees. These pieces of legislation are both focused on restricting the ability of former representatives and top congressional staff from becoming lobbyists after leaving office. The end of the Congressional Revolving Door Act would prevent former members of Congress or congressional employees from receiving government benefits while being lobbyists. No registered lobbyist would be eligible for receiving the benefits of the Civil Service Retirement System, the Federal Employees Retirement System, Federal Employees Health Benefits Program, or Federal Employees Group Life Insurance Program. Carl Evers Hillstrom, a reporter for the Center for Responsive Politics, says that too many former Congress people use their influence to gain high-paying lobbying jobs once out of office. This session we saw nearly two dozen former members of Congress become lobbyists. This is through the revolving door that we've been tracking for a long time that sort of tracks the perpetual movement of government officials and lawmakers uh, between the public and private sectors. This is uh, members of the 115th Congress, so those who um, left Congress as of January 2019. Mm -hmm. And we found that of uh, the two dozen that went on to go to lobbying firms, only two of them so far as of May 2019 have actually registered as lobbyists officially. Michigan Senate Bill 21 would amend current law regarding lobbying here in Michigan. The law currently forbids members from resigning and then lobbying during the term for which they've been elected. Senate Bill 21 would amend this to extend the lobbying restriction to two years after leaving office for state representatives and senators and three years for former committee chairs, or they risk a fine of $1,000. Sheila Krummeltz argues that a ban on lobbying immediately after office can be an effective tool. And that's meaningful because the longer you uh, have to wait before you can lobby your uh, former colleagues, the more stale your contacts, your expertise grows. Uh, so it is a meaningful, uh, from their perspective, sacrifice from our perspective, an important kind of uh, period for them to uh, not be trading on those contacts and uh, expertise. However, she argues that the problem of lobbyists can never be solved without an engaged citizenry. The truth is we can't really hold the lobbyists accountable. They don't work for us. Our members of Congress do. And so we need to make sure that we know what the members are doing in our name. We voted them in. Now, you know, we employ them. We need to know what they're doing up mm -hmm. there. And then we also need to make sure that we know who's lobbying them, what they want in return and whether they're getting it and whether what they're getting in votes, uh, in bills passed or killed, is in mm -hmm. the constituents' best interest. Michael Flanagan is a lobbyist who opposes H.R. 417. He wrote a column at Newsmax and said, quote, Members and former members of Congress have a calling for public service. They desire to lead and serve. They have expertise and capacity to shape the public discourse and help direct the nation. Further, lobbyists make up the overwhelming bulk of subject matter experts on virtually every issue brought to Congress, and former members who lobby are a big part of that information pool upon which Congress relies. Their expertise, capacity, and exp their experience, expertise, and capacity are benefits for the system, and this capacity should not be attacked and certainly not banned. That's all for now. Thanks for tuning in to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Yeah.